Hey everybody, welcome to the Ed Up Esports Podcast Experience, where we discuss esports news, events, content. And of course, we feature the streamers, educators, coaches, and those key people that are making a difference in the industry today. As always, my name is Jerry Sanchez, and you can find the podcast on all platforms. And if you want to look for me specifically, you can find me in all social media channels as Esports Jerry in Miami. I will be your podcast guy for today, and I'm excited to present not only someone that's very dear to me because of the industry that they're in, but what they're doing. Robbie Sayal, working in gaming and esports journalist at Jinx TV, Gamper, and Aftershock Media in India. You can find her at twitter.com slash Sayal 86 And it's a pleasure to have you here, Rabia. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in esports journalism out of all things? So uh, the basic thing is I was always interested in sports and, you know, specifically cricket. I was also a badminton player, national, uh, sorry, state level. And uh, after that, uh, you know, I just wanted to get into journalism. I was always interested in it. And, but I didn't want to like go through the obvious route, like, doing a grad doing graduation in journalism and then post-graduation then just go looking for a job in this sector i don't like to study politics and all those things i hate that so i just didn't want to go through that path so when i was doing my pg in mathematics i you know there was an opening in sports kera which is uh giving you know uh, general sports based website and i got a gig there i had to cover the rugby world cup and it went for like around two months and after that i got you know there was an op- opening in gaming and esports section there and i applied there and fortunately they liked my you know work and i started working there as a freelancer and soon i you know I became senior analyst there, you know, the senior journalist. And after that, working there for about, you know, eight to nine months, I saw uh, an opening in Gameport. And, you know, it was kind of my place uh, that I was looking for. And I, you know, immediately applied there and had an interview and got selected. And I've been here in this field for more than a year. And it's quite enjoyable fun thing to do yeah. well when i think of journalism i related a lot to writing and i could be wrong because when i was in university i would i figured out that i can write really good essays so a couple of my friends they said that hey, you know man can, can we pay you to do our essay so i gave it a try and i figured out it was very easy for me to write analytical essays but when it comes to journalism what are some of the key differences between someone that understands writing and literature and just standard you know, journalism versus esports journalism? Is there some type of language difference? Are we going to approach the audience in a different way? I think the major difference is the general politics going on there. You know, if you talk about uh, general journalism, companies kind of control you. I think media is not that independent nowadays, uh, at least not in India, to be honest. Uh, but if we talk about this esports and gaming i think there is that thing but uh, 
it's not a, that great uh, of an extent so that's the best thing that i like about sports journalism and gaming and esports journalism in particular that's why i've opted this path and i was always interested in getting into this and other than that i think what could be better than like you're chilling you're playing and you're also getting paid for that <laughs> so i mean you say the companies control kind of what you do is there any opportunity where you would be able to decide your own content and is the content they give you data driven and what i mean by that is that they give you charts you know flow charts and they give you analytics for you to take a look at and kind of decide where you want to write about uh, are you talking about general journalism or like e gaming and esports? No, no, esports, esports. Uh, I'm trying to find an overlap. Okay, so uh, when I said this thing, it was in general journalism, like companies control you. It's this thing is uh, you know comparatively higher in general journalism, not in gaming and esports. There is, but not that much. And other than that, like how we cover our stuff, there are like you can either pitch yourself, like if you want to do something you have expertise some websites just they're like okay like if i talk about myself i have an expertise in mobile gaming uh though i write about pc games too but like i work in game i started i pitched the idea like they were covering mobile games but you know like two or three articles a month and not more than that and they gave me the whole section and I started covering on a daily basis and mostly like most of the times instead of like four to five articles a month they, they were all of them were pitched by me and other than that they some websites also like pitch you like they give you a list like uh, based on the SEO and if there is something latest and important then that website should be covering, then you can choose from it or they can even assign you if you have the expertise about uh, some particular game. That's how things work basically uh, when it comes to covering content. I'm a little worried because when it comes to accountability, if I was a journalist and I write content that I was told to write about, but I don't agree with it, and the and the community backlashes. Uh, should you ultimately take responsibility as a journalist, or should the company share that responsibility with you? Because uh, there should be some some topics or key points that perhaps a journalist does not want to cover. Uh, do you really have a choice in the matter? Is is, is this something you know? Is, is it contract based? Is it something like salary based that where you can kind of make choices in what you want to publish and not? If we talk about some like backlashes, most of the time. It depends on company. It, it, do they give you the freedom like to cover these things? I get the freedom. Like uh, I worked with Sportskeda, Gameco, Jinx TV, and other outlets, and at all of them, I got the freedom to cover. You know, create, um, something related to controversies and everything. I remember I didn't get backlashes from you know audience like readers, but I remember that there were controversies. I won't take the name, but they were, <laughs> obviously uh, <laughs> and they were not, you know, you can read my article. You will find the everything to the point. You know, I was looking for them. <laughs> I was looking for them yesterday. I was scouring Jinx TV for your articles and I found everyone else's and I, I just, I, I just don't know how to search in there. Um, you know, there's a short story that uh, I think I should share. I was always a fan of you know, being a true journalist. And other than that, if you are in a 
community it should not be like you are taking someone else down you're con constantly engaging them in controversies like on a daily basis not even on a weekly or monthly basis which is quite frustrating for me and i remember there came a phase when there were a lot of controversies here in india like every day every day wow. so i got frustrated and i wrote an article over it and you know clearly mentioning the names of people doing it and everything what they were doing by how it should be prevented i mean they are influencers you should not you should take the responsibility of the community you know it depends on you kind of so i don't like that thing what they do and after the article got published you know my manager he was quite supportive in that thing he didn't edit it most of the things it was like how i wrote it and after that i he got a call from someone who is a big 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 you know content creator here in india and his manager called in that we don't like this um, why is his name in the article why has she mentioned it and whatever so you know he contacted me like what should, what should we do about it and i just clearly said it's on you it's your company you should, you know do whatever you want to do but if you ask me i don't want to get anything deleted from that article if you are a journalist then i think it's your responsibility to get the truth in front of the people i think i'm ready to take backlashes if i think i should be covering it then i will cover it i don't care if there is someone popular who is who won't like it if you are yeah. a true journalist you should go for it you know i'm i'm not a journalist and i'm not a news anchor either but i think if you're working in news or in journalism and you're getting paid to spread fake news i think you're doing the public a disservice because the public mm -hmm. is you're supposed to be providing the public with actual factual information maybe you you hype it up a little bit with some buzzwords but the idea is that and i think we spoke about this um before before the podcast that you want to keep the wording simple tell us yes. a little bit about that i want to i want to dive into that because usually i'm i'm used to these academic big words but you were telling me this doesn't really work with the broader audience you know uh when you're writing an article you're not writing it for a small portion of people like uh, you know you're writing by considering all of the audience out there all of the readers out there and if you think that if you're talk if you're writing suppose for 100 people and you're you know putting in some big words in there and writing paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs you know out of those 100 people 30 might understand that might have the power might have the time to read each line to just understand that big words but what is the benefit in that if the other 70 are not able to get what you are trying to convey your basic focus should be to convey the message i think it is for every writer out there and if people are not able to understand you i don't know i don't see any point in writing some article or using some words or whatever you can do it with a simple language it won't make your quality degrade i think you should not be like typing in anything like which doesn't make sense it should make sense obviously but it, you don't need to put in you know some big words you know you are not a poet basically <laughs> so i think the basic thing is to convey the message and in a broader audience case 
simple languages work better i think what this is what i have experienced so i'm just sharing that yeah i mean as i was growing up i always wanted to improve my vocabulary so i would learn new words you know things like i remember when i was learning the word fundamental or dynamic or you know big words like that and yeah i would start using them in sentences and my friends all look at me weird and they go jerry why, why are you talking like that and i go oh because i want to put it in my vocabulary so now when i'm either learning a new language like now i'm learning portuguese so when i speak spanish i add a portuguese a accent to it and my parents and my brothers know that um, i must be doing something with my language because they know me but my friends always look at me weird and they go, what are you doing? And I tell them, oh, I'm just, you know, he's like, oh, Jerry's trying something new again. Because I'm always the person in the family who tries something new. Uh, yes. when, it, <laughs> when it comes to, to, to words in, you know, and things like journalism and understanding your research, because even when you research, you have to, I'm pretty sure you, maybe you correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to grab that research and put yes. it in, you know, in normal language <laughs> for everyone to understand and then translate it into a way that it can relate to whatever topic you're discussing. But I actually want to know how, what's a day in the life because there's Jinx TV, GamePro and Astroshock and is there overlap between these companies or are they kind of different? Oh no, they are completely different. Like uh, they do cover kind of same stuff. You know, when I was uh, Jinx, uh, you know, Jinx covers both gaming and esports side, GamePool covers only the gaming side. And do I, but if we talk about, you know, do they have any connection? They don't. And, you know, it's pretty much busy all day. I think it depends. Like, if you, I love in, you know, working in this field, I love covering articles. I'm always excited. Like, if something new is coming, I think you should be. If you're writing about something, your excitement should be there in the article, you know, it should go out soon, you know, you should feel what the players are feeling, what the player base is feeling. If you are not able to feel that, I, I don't think your quality would be that good, I think. So you have to be a gamer. <laughs> you don't need to be a gamer, to be honest. I'm not that much of a hardcore gamer myself, but I'm interested in following games of what is coming and you know what is going on there in some tournament how is a player performing you know i always remember like uh, when there were i followed pubg mobile closely i've also been a pubg mobile analyst like analyzes the teams at all and i remember i when we were used to watch the tournaments we used to think everything like, oh, why is he doing that? He shouldn't be taking this move. And this drop is not good. And I think this makes you more connected to the game, to the audience, to the players, and you understand what people actually want and how you should be covering an article, uh, sorry, article, and what are the details that you should be putting in. So I think that is important. One of the most important things if you are doing journalism and not just journalism if you're doing anything you should be connected to the job and uh you know that's why i'm most of the day answering you know uh on twitter i don't post that much but i'm always continuously keeping in track that what is coming uh you know what will be coming, predicting, you know, if some game is releasing, if some update is coming, you know, finding the patterns. 
what will be the date that the update will release on and kind of things. So other than that, if we talk about a journal day, it's like I wake up in the morning, check what is new in the industry and okay, what I'm gonna do, what is the target for me today? How many articles I'm gonna cover? What will be the basic focus? Like if I want to write an analytical article or do I want to write simply news or just, you know, guides, what kind of thing? And, you know, obviously meaning dates are important. And other than that, I spent not that much of time in gaming, I don't, have that much time to be honest and uh it mostly goes by like covering and you know watching videos what is new what is going on in the community if it's esports or even if it's gaming and other than that i also i'm also thinking of like opening a new website so i also spend a lot of time researching for that and I think I will start working on it soon. And other than that, I'm also a postgraduate in mathematics. So yeah, I'm, I saw. Very impressive. Yeah. I was uh I was thinking, I mean, you're right. You gotta engage for you, for anyone listening that's uh potentially wants to be a journalist or is a journalist, you probably already know that research is 100 percent important. Not just because I say because I'm I'm an academic and I love to read and I read a lot. And I used to game a lot, but you know, well, then I got married and, you know, work and, you know, consulting stuff. So I, I can't really game that much. Sometimes I find myself in the wee hours of the night playing video games and then wake up to realize that I'm extremely tired. <laughs> so we can't <laughs> stay up at night anymore. But you talk about engaging and I find myself when I do finally play these games, I can't really play the multiplayer games much because mm -hmm. not only are they too time consuming, but I like to just sit down and wind, wind down and relax and I'll play games like whether it's Uncharted yeah. or God of War. And I actually read, you know, like there's like notebooks in the games that you find and they tell like a part of the story. I actually read those. Nobody reads those. I read them. And I they love kind of reading novels. I elaborate. love reading novels. Oh <laughs> they God. elaborate much more on the story and it brings me in further. Um, a lot of players, they might just like the gameplay, but I feel like the combination of both is what makes the game whole. The same thing as with uh, journalism, the combination of the research you do and what you're covering. I actually want to go in and ask you if you only cover things that are happening in India or some other important things that are happening within the esports space in the surrounding area or in the world. No, I don't, you know, particularly, particularly, you know, focus on one or two countries. It's the global audience because, you know, I, I don't even work for an Indian website. I, you know, Jinx TV is... UK based and Gamefor and Aftershock Media are US based companies. So uh, my, all of my articles are like that I write do consider the global audience, not just the Indian. Oh, okay. See, I was, I was starting to get a little worried. That's because I haven't checked out. I checked out Jinx TV very briefly, but I was really just trying to look for your article. And I haven't checked out Gamefor and Aftershock. So I will check out Gamefor and Aftershock. Because uh, I have to, it's been about a week and I haven't read any articles on esports. So I'm a tad bit behind, but I'd like to ask you a couple more questions. And actually one of them is uh, for the other people out there that want to get into journalists or, or maybe they are in journalism, but they want to jump into esports journalism and they might not know much or they might be scared to. 
what what's what's some advice that you might have for them that can kind of help them out help them you know guide them in the right direction kind of thing um if you're not into journalism and you want to enter in this field and uh you know get better and start off i am i'm not going to you know go to big things and like you should do that you should play games all day no 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 that's all rubbish so basic things that you should be doing is number one you should have interest if you are doing any job in this world you should have interest i think that's my belief and you know i didn't want to re- study politics that's why i didn't follow that part i did pg in mathematics because i love mathematics so i think you should do what you love to do that way your performance will obviously be a lot better and if you want to enter this field these are the things that you should be you know considering while checking your articles if they are like uh you know match that quality number one is it should give all the information about that topic you should not miss out anything and like it should not be fake too and other than that your format does matter if you're writing an article it should be clean it should be easy to read and i think if someone opens your article and if there are like paragraphs paragraph no headlines nothing no sections divided and there are you know it's not just clean it's not looking pleasant i you know they will just leave they won't even read it they won't be able they won't be able to find like what they're looking for but is where is the information the key information about some topic and you know it would also not be pleasing to read and there won't be any interest and the third thing is like i mentioned before you don't need to you know write big words like heavy language or something just keep it simple if you you know you can use those words but it's not compulsory like it doesn't mean that your quality is poor if you're not including them i personally write it in a simple language keep that simple my major focus is the research that i do the information that i put in and second thing is the format that should be easy for the readers to write about uh, you know read the article i actually i actually didn't know that journalists can submit badly structured writing <laughs> this is new to me you're going to have to link me to the badly structured journal so i can laugh because <laughs> i i had no idea i usually always think that um you know when i go to read an article or something i mean i just control f and and find what i need to find if it's like a specific person or specific word um because they're usually not that long they're they're less than um well very seldom are you going to see an article that's 5000 characters uh, mm-hmm. or maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong cuz i'm not really sure the characters the amount of characters that you usually use for for writing a journal or an article so we talked about the people and obviously uh you know eventually we're going to ask you about the future of journalism but uh, I'll wait on that for later i'm kind of curious about when you go to each company and you're going to write a topic um has there ever been a topic that is pretty much the same and would you tell them hey look listen this topic has been covered by this company or would you just kind of reword that topic or use your other um journal journal entry as kind of like a template or an example to write this one has that ever happened because 
I would personally, I'd like to know how you would approach that. And for other journalists, uh, I'm sure that they would like to know your opinion on, you know, your approach. Uh, so, uh, you know, I had a doubt, like, are you talking about like, if I had to write similar topic for two companies or just yeah, yeah, like yeah. if I'm okay, in that case, uh, you know, it depends, like if I'm writing, like, for example, the, okay, the Apex Legend Mobile closed beta started recently, right? Uh, yesterday or day before yesterday. And like I had to cover this because it is major news and I wanted to cover it on two websites. You know, I don't want to write same thing on those. Like it complete, uh, you know, it is not in my contract. Obviously I can't write it. It would be second thing, it would be plagiarism and it will be against the contract. So if I'm writing about something I had to write, I will probably choose different angles. Like on one website, I will write the announcement that it has started. And on the other website, I'll do a separate thing, but you know, kind of un indirectly related to that, like how to download that. They are both completely different, but yet kind of the same topic. And it, uh, you know, it isn't against my contract and especially not my ethics because it is kind of, you know, running away from work if you're writing something, you know, getting money for by not doing that much of a hard work if you do that thing. I, I don't support that and it's completely wrong in my opinion. So, you know, in if I have to write exact same thing, I'll just completely refuse one website. You know, if I've already covered this thing for website A, I won't write it for website B. So there is a form of a uh, traditional responsibility when it comes to writing. A bunch of the uh, the arts now when in, in university were taught a very traditional way of, you know, conducting mathematics, science, but everything's evolving now. And uh, I feel like a lot of students are, I guess, forgetting the standard uh, traditions and modalities that we would use when we're in school. And I think that uh, going away from that, um, I don't think it's healthy. I think that we should stick to our roots. So like you say, if you can easily take the paycheck and just write it for another company and switch it up a little different. And that's it, you go home, but you yourself believe that that's not right. So you're just not going to do it based on, you know, personal preference, based on the type of ethics that you have as a person, which goes to show a lot in your personality because I personally always think people that uh, either write books or people that do, you know, dialogue or, or people that present to an audience should always have some type of um, ethical standards that they hold themselves up to because you can lie to the whole world, but you can't lie to yourself. I want to go back exactly. to, yeah, I want to go back to what you were saying earlier about, um, you know, kind of some of the things that esports journalists, can, potential esports journalists can learn. And I remember my uncle when, when he left to South America many, many years ago, about 10 years ago. And, and I was young, you know, I, I went, no, much more than 10 years ago. Uh, I was 12. I'm 27 now. So it was a long time ago. And he just holds me by the shoulder and he says, hey, I'm, I'm going to teach you one thing. And I go, okay. He goes, okay, you need to find something that you're good at, something that you like, and something that gives you money. If you find these three things, you'll be happy. And that was the last thing he said to me before he left to South America. And I, I never thought... I never thought much of it till I got older and I said, yeah, they're right. You know, if, if you find something that you're good at already and you like it and it gives you money, then you're just going to be a happy person because you're doing what you like. Exactly. Uh, you know, that's what 
you know there are people i see people i have a friend you know he was working for some company he, he was not happy there i just told him that i mean you should be leaving this job you know do what you love doing you know it will take time but you have the talent and you know passion and it will work in future you know you should be going for you know a basic security obviously money is important you just can't leave it you need to be practical not just ideal after watching movies or what so your first basic preference should be to get enough money that will keep you survive keep you happy and after that you should be you know looking for getting settled down what you actually love to do that's what i did you know i did that and it worked pretty well for me and i think everyone should take that approach because if people say that i left my job for to just follow my dream and you know i i don't think that's that's a efficient that's an efficient way to approach your life your because obviously your whole life depends on it if you just left and you don't get succeeded in something that you are going to approach i think it will just make you uh, depressed and <laughs> obviously you you think you will think that you will you're not good enough you're doing nothing in your life you should not be feeling that about yourself so basic thing you should get enough money and after that you should follow the passion that you have my i just you know advised my friend that because he was earning enough money from the thing he liked to do so i just told him that he should leave the job so and he left recently and he's happy right now so other than that i think there is no point of you know going running behind money 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 uh, you know money is important but not i think that important people say that it's quite ideal to say that you should be running towards success towards growing and not towards money it is not applicable in practical world i think it is in 80% of the times it is applicable it is a, it became true it is true you know in my life too and i think you should be growing you should be looking to grow and just go you should be working hard yeah. and yes not just work hard work smart i think that working smartly is more important these days than working hard you know i spent that time that you know if i would have to do a course in journalism it would have taken like you know 5 years like 3 years in graduation and 2 years in post graduation i instead of doing that i just put in 8 to 9 months in you know in learning that skill okay not even 8 to 9 months you know like if you want to start off it will take only like a month to be honest if you actually know actually want to learn it actually want to do something it will take only a month okay and i think that when i did that i didn't waste my time just reading around books obviously books books are important but i think these days having some particular skill and work experience is more important than reading books because you know when you will go in an interview they won't ask you any questions from your books they will only 
ask for your work experience they will only ask for your if we are talking about journalism they will ask for your published articles they will read that they will get to know about your quality and uh, you know about your writing only then they will hire you i think so working smartly is more important than working hard these days yeah i mean when it comes to success and this is probably on a little tangent from the whole idea of an esports podcast but i thought my whole life i didn't grow up in neighborhoods where my parents had a lot of money my father made a lot of money when i was 12 13 in real estate and just like anyone else that makes money out of nowhere they don't know how to maintain that money so in a couple of years we we lost it went back to square one i learned something very important there that my father taught me and he told me well i mean making money isn't difficult staying at that level of uh, you know life when you get the money that's difficult so when i when i got married and moved out of my parents and went to my own apartment i told my wife there's nothing that our family can teach us about you know capital about making money handling finances so we learned everything ourselves and i thought you know making money would it, it's going to make me happy making money is going to make me you know feel better do better yes we can help our family but now that i've i've made money me and my wife we need for nothing i look back and i go man i'm i'm not i'm i don't feel the way that i thought i was going to feel there's there's something missing and it's not just about helping the family and it's not just about necessarily doing something we like it's about doing something we love doing something that we can wake up and we can say okay i'm whether I, whether i'm working on a contract or whether i'm working on a salary it doesn't matter what i'm an entrepreneur if you genuinely enjoy what you're doing it it's not work it 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 becomes something else that's not work it's just like a day in the life of what you're doing and i think something like that money comes as a consequence but i always think if you're going to do don't do favors right for anyone listening don't do favors for people and they're probably thinking like well what do you mean i go well look if you if you're going to do something for someone that's going to actually impact their life in a positive way that's going to help them win money in their business or help them do better with an with with some sort of activity or some sort of project that they're doing you need to charge them because that is not free you do a favor exactly. for your mom or for your dad because they're family or for other people that need to understand that your time is 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 worth and how do we exchange here in the world we exchange it using money we don't we don't trade you a cow for your chicken anymore So this is the way that has to be done. You don't have to be ridiculous about it, but uh, you do have. They do have to understand there's a level of respect, and it's not because you need the money or you want the money. It's just because they need to give you that level of respect, and you do that by paying someone. Exactly. You know, uh, people say that uh, for me, work is more important. This thing is more important. You know, I want to show performance. Money is a skin secondary thing for me. I I don't believe that. You know, if I'm doing the work. I'll say no. My, if I'm doing putting this much work, I'll charge this thing, you know, this much money because this is, you know, like you said, this is the respect. You know, money is important. It's clear cut thing. You're not going to survive about without it. Okay. So if your people say these things like money is not important to us, it's a secondary thing for us. Passion matters more. And you know, I, I understand all those things, but. according to me it doesn't imply it should not be the thinking that you should have so people need to respect money and i know we're going on a tangent here but this is interesting so you grab a dollar bill you put it on the table and then you ask your friend or anyone else that you know what do they think of it right and they're probably just going to look at the dollar bill and think like mm, piece of gum cheeto bag but you put in $1000 you know cash on the table and you tell them what do you what do you think of you know these $1000 and they're going to just mainly mostly people are going to think about value what the money can get them 
right? When in reality, it doesn't matter if I put a hundred grand on the table. Most people actually haven't seen a hundred grand on a table. They just haven't. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, especially young entrepreneurs that they're starting out with investments and they say, oh, I need 200,000, 300,000. And I go, look, listen, if you can't handle $10,000 in the bank, what makes you think you're going to be able to handle a hundred, 200 grand? I mean, you've never even seen it. You've never touched it. You've never like opened the suitcase that had a lot of money. So uh, understanding that, that money, the money, the dollar bill doesn't think anything of us. It's a piece of paper. It doesn't think anything, but we must respect it, but we have to be indifferent. We have to not, not necessarily, I'm not saying don't care about it, but I'm saying don't get bothered when you win or lose money. Because once you lose that emotion, you're going to start to respect it, not wasting money or getting into student debt because, um, you know, you just want to go to university. Maybe you should have gone to and done really well in high school, getting into a car debt just because you want that nice car rather than saving up a, a, a couple of thousand, and just getting a used car and not being in debt, understanding that capital is important and that you need to understand investments and you need to respect other people's investments and you need to listen and be humble about it. I think these are, these are things that school does not teach. School does not teach this. And I think that um, the, the lack of that education is causing a lot of students to get out with very good careers, but half of their careers, they, they spend it paying off debt. I completely agree on that school thing. You know, I love this uh, one line that school tests your memory, not your abilities, not your skills, not your brain, nothing, not your intelligence. And I think that's 200% correct thing. You know, I, you know, if I was, uh, like I said before, I didn't do course in journalism, you know, instead I started working on it. Okay. You know, it took me a little time to get better obviously i'm still not the best and i'm you know looking to grow each and every time i want to get better and better and better but i'm you know instead of putting my money in you know a lot of by paying a lot of fees in the universities and colleges what i did that i started working and that gave me number one the experience number two, the skill, number three, the money, and number four, the enjoyment. I love, you know, following these things, doing these things. So I think that is quite important that, you know, you should respect money. You should be thinking of not just spending it, that if you have gotten this much amount, okay, I'm going to spend this on that, on that, okay, it is important to spend too, obviously. You know, if you're getting something, uh, like say salary, this much amount, you should be, you know, spending it to get things that you love. But I think it is also important to secure your future and by saving, by investing, whatever thing you want to do. So you should give respect to money. It's important. The world runs on it. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's super interesting stuff that um, the majority of American married families, and I can only speak for this because I only know the statistics about America. Married families are very bad with money. Most people actually don't like monitoring their spending, and people like to put things on auto pay, you know, because these companies give them discounts and stuff like that, and they they, they just forget about it. So the idea, uh, I remember when me and my wife were learning all this stuff, because we had to learn it by ourselves. I didn't have a mentor to teach us or anything like that. And we do something really cool. So we have, we have about five different bank accounts. We have the one that's the main savings, one that's her checking, my checking. We have one that's for our bills only. 
And what we do is uh, whenever, I mean, it's different now because I don't work for someone. I, I, I'm an entrepreneur, so I, I do like a bunch of different things. The idea is that when we grab, we always calculate on the 15th and the 30th because she gets paid on the 15th and 30th. And we just do, we call it like bill day and we just grab our Excel spreadsheet and we transfer all the money to one bank and then we spread everything out, um, whether we want to pay this, this or that. And then we put everything in our you know, savings and then our 25 securities and esports and, and I do the stocks and all that. So when we're going to get something, let's say we're going to, and we actually budget money to go out. Like if we're going to go out, we might as well budget it. We usually don't go out, but we have a budget for it. And sometimes we're that budget, an example, let's say we got 500 that, that month to go out with. And it's like, uh, let's say we used up like 400 and there's like a hundred left. We, for, we don't even think about the money we have in our in our fourth or fifth bank account whether it's 100 grand whether it's 150 whether it's 50 grand doesn't matter that money doesn't exist uh that money is literally there for super crazy emergencies if something is really necessary we go in those bank accounts and thinking that way in fact sometimes i'm i'm in the i'm in the office in the room and i think oh like i really need to put gas but i shouldn't i shouldn't like go out today or whatever i shouldn't do this simply because like that type of budget is like low and I'm not going to access the completely separate bank account. Um, so it teaches you to just focus on one aspect of your capital and not a, a separate one because most people, they, they save, but they're like, Oh, I need 50 bucks. And they go in their savings. Oh, I need 200 bucks. And they go in their savings and they keep taking money out of their savings and they, they don't respect it. Right. They don't respect that. That's there for a reason or that that's for investments or that's for like emergencies. Most people in the U.S. don't have three um, instances of their like home expenses like for three months. This is like really bad because most most household incomes, if you're living with mom, dad, and like three kids, is like about four thousand to five thousand a month. Not a lot of Americans have fifteen thousand plus saved, so it's really bad. Imagine if you mom and dad lose their job because of COVID, and they need to cover at least one or two months of expenses. Now they're going to be using credit cards and getting into debt because they don't have savings. It's like really bad. But going back into the esports journalists, we can we can talk about capital any other time. Um, I got one last question for you, and I think uh, I think I think this was important. Is that what do you feel as an esports journalist? What do you feel is the future of journalism, specifically for esports? I think one word that will keep on growing. Just one line, uh, because you know if we look at the stats of this esports world, you know more and more people are getting attached to it, are getting included. There are more players, there, are, there is more audience, there are more you know, teams, more investors, everything is growing. And obviously journalism is the basic thing to convey, you know, to keep the audience and the people, you know, like players, influencers, they work like a link between them. If, you know, if some company wants to announce a tournament, it's the journalists that will, you know, convey it to the audience that it, this thing is going to happen. People will read, people will get to know and everything. And it is the journalists that will, you know, guide people that, okay, this is how the industry is working. This is how, uh, the community is currently, and this is how you should. Uh, sh I mean, you should have this approach, and like things like that. So, 
but the basic thing that is like there should be true journalists out there i don't see much of them you know people are there like they just come there write articles like doesn't matter what they are including in that you know if even if it's the right information or not they just want to write it publish it want to earn money that's no how things work that's not this is not journalism you know i i strongly say people you know that don't write in your cv that you're a journalist if you can't think like that can't work like that you know you're just a writer then you're just a writer not a journalist so if we talk about the future future is absolutely bright there even you know after pc and console gaming mobile gaming is growing tremendously and i think journalists are a main thing in all of this esports you know world one of the main professions that should have not in just this field but in every field journalists are important so i think the future is simply quite bright and if someone wants to approach this thing you should do if you love doing it and if you are actually enthusiastic about it enthusiasm is the most important thing in journalism that that's how you will learn you will write and it's overall it's my favorite profession to do yeah yeah so i mean some people like absorbing content through you know instagram tiktok snapchat quick absorbable content some people like the long high quality youtube videos and some people like you and me i love to read and i love to be educated that way and it calms me down and i listen to classical music but i want to thank you rabia everyone this is rabia sayal gaming and esports journalist at jinx tv gamer and aftershock media group in india you can check her out at twitter.com slash rabia sayal 86 and if you want to check us out is at the edup experience and all social media channels and if you want to check me out it's esports jerry in miami and if you got any questions or anything that you want to say or maybe you want us to plug into the podcast go ahead and check us out on these social media channels and uh, you know you can go ahead and talk about it